When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show, recording once a week, each week during the summer, no matter how dead things might be. And they've been pretty dead until, of course, we got to a little bit of Declan's favorite developmental camp last week. Declan loves the development developmental camp, and we'll talk about that. It's Judd, it's Declan, and as she re- was referred to, I believe, Jesse Pierce, Bar Down Beauties, and also covers the wild for NHL.com. And I think that you, that you were called, what, that girl on the show? Is that right, That Jesse? girl. That girl on Judd's Hockey <laughs> Show, which I, it wasn't meant offensively at all. I'm aware of that. I'm okay with that. But yes, that girl. Well, Oh, oh! Whose dog is that? I'm it's on. mine. It's my Amazon Prime. I'm Time betting. Day. I got a nice Bose speaker yesterday. There you oh, go. You're just like you're just like Dawn, aren't you? There's stuff being dropped off constantly. Your poor husband has to go out and get it, but he's never ordering it. I know the feeling. Just once, though, it was just one thing, and because of the speaker that I have had forever, a very nice Eltec uh, Lansing, which I could not uh, encourage more, has finally died after years of wear and tear out on the right. water. So. So so we are going to get to an idea that uh, Declan Goff dreamed up yesterday. It's very controversial. It's going to be fun, and it's going to cause, I think, a rift in this show, unlike any that's been set before, because I think we're going to disagree to a certain point. But before that, I, I want to thank our friends, Miller Marine and Power Lodge, who are sponsoring our show and giving you the keys to Cool Lake Breeze with clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons fishing boats and more just look at that if you are watching the show on youtube right now and you're a hockey fan and you're enjoying summer i'm going to tell you right now the savings that you are going to get in in getting into a tritune or a bennington pontoon they're going to be fantastic and you're going to be able to be out on that that water which soon enough will freeze but right now is gorgeous and warm in your pontoon it's absolutely fantastic just go to millermarine.com, powerlodge.com, and snag yourself some what we like to call throttle therapy. Financing available on approved credit, freight, and prep not, are not included in packages. Uh, you are going to love what you get, though, when you're out there on that uh, Tritune or the Bennington. All right, Declan, I'm going to hand it to you to explain exactly what this is th- that we are about to do. I have completed the assignment. I don't think any of the three of us are going to have completed the assignment with the same results though. So explain your uh, thought process. Well, uh, this is a little bit Jesse Pearson uh, inspired because she loves line heathens. Well, she loves the heathens that ask her about the lines. And then that's yeah. how hashtag line heathens was born uh, on Twitter. So I figured I would love 
to hear opening night lineups from all three of us. So uh, that's the goal here. We need four lines. We need our three defensive players. And just give me a starting goaltender. We don't have to go into special teams. I know Judd would probably actually love to do that. I wouldn't be shocked if he already has two special special team units drawn up. I did, actually. Uh, I did PowerPoint. We we will spare our audience of that. But I need four lines. I need three defensive pairings, of course. And I need a starting goaltender as if the Wild are opening up their season tomorrow. Uh, Judd, do you want to kick us off? Jess, do you want to kick us off? Who wants to go? I think Jesse should. I can do it. Okay, I'm tapped into Dean. You know that, like I, I, know so I you took are. a lot of my Dean infused. Like I might not agree with it, but I know what he's going to go with, right? So I took some of that, but then I wanted to make it interesting. I wanted to see some players in there. I wanted to stir the pot a little, boys. So I've added okay. some of that. So your top line. It's going to be Kirill Kaprizov. It's going to be Ryan Hartman. It's going to be Matt Zuccarello. That Ugh. should be of no surprise to anyone. That's very Dean. All right. And Ooh. I've got Boldy. I know. I know. Got Matt Boldy, Jewel Eriksson-Eck, Marcus Johansson, which, in my opinion, could be the top line. I really like that line. I know a lot of people want to see Jewel Eriksson-Eck up maybe with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, but I'm liking Boldy, Eck, Johansson. It's got a good amount of size, got a good amount of grit and skill. So that's going to be my favorite line of the year. Okay. Felino, Freddie Goudreau, Brandon Duhame down on your third line. Again, you're going to get what you get out of that. Duhame and Felino could do a one-two punch. Freddie Goudreau, I'm sure Dean is not going to love having buried on that third line, but he's no. going to have to deal with it for this case. So that's my third line. For the fourth line, here's where people are going to hum and haw and not be thrilled. Got Pat Maroon <laughs> on the left. Patty. Got Connor Dewar on your right. I've got Sammy Walker in your middle, which means oh. Marco Rossi will not be on your opening lineup. I'm just, just you know, had to what? be interesting, had to be different. Wow. Give Sammy Walker that opportunity. He looked great. He's got speed. He's got size. Not to say Marco Rossi, Rossi, excuse me, Rossi no. yeah. doesn't have that, but I wanted it to also be different. Maybe that comes to fruition. So those are the fires. Do you want me to just keep going with the, the rest of the pairings? Yeah. yeah, but this is a okay, colossal got- bust. For Rosie, then, if he can't make the opening night lineup as a fourth liner, wow. Okay, you never know. You never know. So defensive pairings, pretty, pretty uh, key and and normal. Jake Middleton, Jared Spurgeon, your top pair. However, here's another area that I went a little off brand: Jonas Brodine and Kalen Addison. Kalen Addison is going to be given a larger opportunity. I want to see it. They're going to put him to the test. And then I've got Alex Goligoski and Brock Faber down on your bottom pair. The Gophers are going to set up a nice little duo, a little tandem, if you will. Faber's got the size. Goligoski does not. So maybe that will help down there. And I will go with, for our starting goaltender, Philip Gustafson. That's plus and goal. Okay. Well, your defensive pairings are in- intriguing. Um, right. Do you th- So do you think Dean is prepared, since you get inside Dean's head and knock around in there, do you yeah. think that Dean is prepared to give Kalen that type of chance? No, absolutely not. I <laughs> okay, just so you're just mixing it, it up. I'm just mixing it up. Okay. I mean, Kalen Addison, I think, has done is doing his part. I mean, he was around the team this last weekend in a coaching capacity. I think he gets the message sent to him, and I think he realizes that it's kind of a make or break deal. So I can see him coming into training camp well aware of the eyes that are on him, well aware of what he needs to do to seize that opportunity to really make an impact. And then also I look at the fact of, yes, Brock Faber did fantastic during the playoffs. And again, this isn't a slight to Brock Faber at all, but he's still a young, quote unquote, young guy. So technically, we're going seniority rules for Dean's uh, Dean's mantra. Brock okay. gets a seat below Kalen Addison. But I could see them trying those combinations. I am curious. I think the only pairing, you know, that doesn't get mixed around this year would be 
Middleton and Spurgeon. And honestly, I could see John Merrill possibly making a push. Dean really adores him as well to bust into that opening night lineup. But I want Kalen Addison to get his shot on that second pair with Brodeen and see what might happen. Fair enough. I'm tired of adoring players, by the way, in this town. <laughs> John Merrill, you're a great guy. I like you. But you know what? See ya. You're going to be eating popcorn by Judd if you're here in the press box. And Jesse. <laughs> Declan, you're next. All right, I'll go next here. I'll go last. Yep. Okay. Uh, top line. I will go Kirill Kaprizov on the left, Matt Zuccarello on the right, Joel Eriksson Eck in the middle. I'm going to move Joel Eriksson up, uh, excuse me, up here uh, to that top line. At least they're going to try it again. I know they briefly tried it a little bit last year, but I think they're going to try it again. They need a real legitimate center up there. And although Eck is more of a, a solid, more two-way player, not maybe a number one center, he is your best center on the roster. I need my best center with my best playmaker and Kirill Kaprizov, so I'm pairing them together. Is Dean prepared to allow this to last for more than a week? Yeah. Like Jeff, no, Jeff, they could have this. a great. Yeah, no. It's the right idea, Dex. It's the right idea. It is the right idea. But... Damn it! Love it. Make it happen. <laughs> Love it. Darn it! Okay. All right. Second line for me: Matt Boldy yep. on the left, Mojo on the right, Marco Rossi in the middle. They are going to give him the keys. They are going to give him the second line duties. Again, I'm speaking this into existence. I know it's very unlikely. I know the coaching staff has a short leash with them, and they want to maybe even ease him in. Maybe not a short leash, but they want to give him a long leash to ease him into this role inevitably. But you know what? Uh, you have no depth uh, with, with top-line centers here. Give Rossi and Boldy some time here. Boldy and, Rossi, uh, Boldy and Mojo were really good together last year, so I want to keep those two together. I will put Marco Rossi in my second-line spot. Where I'm going there. Which again will last like a period before Dean gets impatient and promotes (laughs) Freddie. Yes. And I mean, frankly, Rossi probably won't play more than seven minutes. So you can't have a second line center that's playing seven minutes a night. (laughs) Can't do that as well. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Third line, a little bit of a maybe potential surprise here. I actually have Pat Maroon as your opening night third line left wing. I like Pat Maroon up here a little bit more. I like him more than, and look, you could be interchangeable here. I'm not going to fight you too much on it, but I think they move Pat Maroon up a little bit. Wouldn't be surprised at all if Pat Maroon, Frederick Goudreau, who I have in the middle, and Brandon Duhame on the right is actually your opening face-off to start the season. I could yeah. actually see that 100%. Uh, Dean likes to likes to even do that to, to, to start the games off. Wouldn't shock me at all. It is the most boring and vanilla opening night combination you could probably make in the entire NHL, but it would not shock me if Pat Maroon, Frederick Goudreau, and Brandon Duhame were there on the opening draw to drop the puck on the 23-24 season. Judd is ready, going to have a, going to blow a gasket. I'm not sure. And the season hasn't started. Evening Judd from the X. He's upset at the opening line. Go ahead, Jesse. You can, I just, I don't doubt you're right. I don't either. And I get putting Maroon ahead of Felino just based on side-by-side Maroon has more skill, you know, otherwise they're fairly similar players in a lot of respects. So I don't disagree. I don't disagree that that's probably the opening night face off. I'm already forgetting who they play opening night, Florida, Florida. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. The oh yeah. That's they open definitely, here? that is definitely, they do open here. That is definitely okay, your opening yeah, night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, fourth line for me. And this is very interchangeable for right now. I have Sammy Walker, Ryan Hartman, Connor Dewar. I think there's probably even someone not on the roster right now or someone that impresses in the training camp portion that earns a spot 
Uh, right now, I even thought about just doing TBD on one of these roster spots because I'm sure they are going to be a little interchangeable. But yes, I have Ryan Hartman buried on the fourth line. That's where Ryan Hartman should be playing. Ryan Hartman should be on the fourth line. That He's, he's fine in that role. I've loved him in that role. That 30-goal season was a pop-up random situation that was not sustainable, as we clearly saw last season. So I have Walker, Hartman, and Dewar to round out my forward lines. Interesting. Okay. It makes sense. Like on logistically speaking, if you take numbers and plug them in, that's what a computer would spit out. You're like an AI kind of a little bit. Yes, really. exactly mm-hmm. what I'm doing here. Yes. Uh, defensive pairings. I have yep. Jake Middleton and Jared Spurgeon up top. I think that is most likely cemented. Uh, you can basically guarantee that that will be the case pending a major injury. But Jake Middleton, Jared Spurgeon up top. I have Brodeen with Faber on the second mm-hmm. pairing. I have Brodes with Faber. I think that one makes a little bit more sense. Um, I like Brock Faber. Everyone claims he's one of the most NHL-ready defensemen prospects they've seen and probably since Jonas Brodin, to be honest. I think those two are pretty sound, and honestly, the Wild have had a history of having very sound top four defensemen. Brock Faber enters, Matt Dumba exits, so Brodin and Faber there. And right now for the third pairing, I said I was going to do this on the fourth line, but I have TBD on the left and Kalen Addison on the right. I'm with Judd. I don't think it's John Merrill. I, I think it's someone we do not know yet. Uh, so you don't think it's Goligoski then either? And I don't think it's the Goose. Um, I do not think so. I don't think they'll give him the benefit of the doubt either. And so Kaylin Addison does draw in here, but is a TBD. It is someone we are either not thinking of or it's someone that's not on the roster and maybe not on the active roster but shows up in training camp, maybe on a professional tryout and earns a spot. Um, it's TBD for me on that third pairing with Kaylin Addison. Interesting. It's going to have to be, so you're probably talking about a prospect that makes a team from camp. Yes, prospect or... Because of how salary cap strapped they are, or a cheap guy they get in like a John Merrill trade. Yeah, like, you know, they, I forget who made the roster like on a tryout three or four years ago, but that also can happen. You know, like they bring bring in a guy, a slappy, and then all of a sudden he's fine to hold the fourth down for 15 games for, then he's eventually inevitably waived. Uh, but I feel like that might be the case too on that last defenseman. And then I have Gustafson starting. I don't I see mean, Damon Hunt. Out. I think for defenseman prospects in Iowa that has have been on the radar, I think Damon Hunt is probably your most likely or most realistic to probably get that look. Again, a lot of guys at development camp, I know we'll discuss that later. There weren't a whole lot, but there wasn't also a lot of opportunity for the defenseman to, to stand out while they were all literally skating circles for hours. That's the other thing too is, and uh, you know what? Um, I would like to agree that, that there could be a wild card on the defensive pairings. But again, to go back to Dean, I, I don't see it. He's he's going to be too tempted to play Goose or Merrill. It's probably going to hurt him not to play both of them. But my God. All right. So um, here's the intriguing thing. I thought there'd be more disagreement, especially between me and Dex here, but there's not. Oh. I'm a Declan. I'm putting Erickson up. I'm putting Erickson Eck. If I'm Billy, I'm telling Dean, you're going to put Erickson Eck at center with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, and you're going to leave him there. Um, now, now I do think there's a chance. I would be curious if this is the year that Zuccarello and Kaprizov get split up at times, um, which they did a couple of years ago, but they didn't do last year. But they're like, we're, we're in high school act, gets a little bit old at times on the ice. Like, they get so cute. It's like, oh, we're skating circles around. One, Zuccarello has fallen off. He's not good enough to justify that. And two, I think Kaprizov gets a little bit complacent with Mats because he's, all, you know, there's something to be said for making guys uncomfortable. Not in, a, not in a negative way. But Kaprizov should never 
get comfortable uh, because he's so good when he's playing his game. And I feel like Zuccarello and Kaprizov get comfortable at times. But if they're, but I, I, I'm convinced opening night they're going to be on the same line, and I'm putting Eck there. Eriksson Eck is playing there, and I'm going to make this one work. Um, they fall into this thing of well, but he's such a grinder. I mean, the grief line is long gone; it's never coming back. So it's time now to take the guy who right now is your best two-way center by far and play him on that top line. Um, the only thing that's different is I'm going to classify my second and third lines different than Dex. Okay. I'm going to classify, because Dean, my second line as Goudreau between Felino and Hartman. I'm calling that my second line to make Dean because he's going to feel good about his veterans. And then I'm going to call it my third line, but it's really my second line. Rossi centering Boldy and Johansson. Jojo. Um, Rossi deserves this chance. And we got to find out. It's go time. It is go. Mm-hmm. This is no longer about, well, I mean, he's the ninth overall pick. I'll, I'll continue to bang this drum until they give him a chance. He has nothing to prove in the American Hockey League. Um, he is supposed to be a key part of your future, or he's a bust completely, which I'm I'm not going to say at this point. So Rosie, Boldy, and Johansson. And then my fourth line is just a fighting, grinding line of Patty Maroon on the left, Duhame on the right, Dewar at center. So I don't have Walker making the opening night roster, although I like the thought because I did like what he brought. Brings mm-hmm. a ton of speed, you guys. Brings a ton of speed. So, but I guess the one thing I think is it's time to accept and just to make and, and to have Erickson Eck be your top line center. Your thoughts? It's time. Like, I, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. It's time for Rosie to get the shot. And also, I just don't think you can put Ryan Hartman up there to, on opening night. I understand why Dean will do it. And it drives me bonkers. But Eck is your best center. And you got to give your best center the best playmakers. I would eventually love to split up, yeah, Kirill and Zuccarello. You know, it would it would be inevitable, I think. I think sometimes they just get way too cute with one another. Um, but I think Ek on the top line or on a line with Kirill Kaprizov, to me, just it, it makes too much sense. You at least have to try it out a little more. Well, And really try it, Jesse. Mm-hmm. I agree. And again, this isn't to knock Rossi or anything like that. I just, for whatever reason, they don't want to give him those opportunities. And, and you're right, this year is the make or break year. I was kind last year to say it didn't make as big of a difference this year you do but i still see them not doing it for whatever reason like there's just something that continues to hold them back on him and i i'm not sure what again i haven't seen enough live games of him down in iowa from a stats point it looks like he did phenomenal right and i think he's got a good personality he's got a good work ethic that they like but there's something that the wild brass are just so so hesitant on it's not the patience it's not letting him develop it's not that there's something that i'm missing that i just don't get it where i can see they continue to kind of delay him a little bit for for their own thought process well bill's been quoted as saying that he doesn't play that that he believes when i think he was quoted as saying this when they sent marco to iowa early last season that he doesn't think he plays with an edge enough and a bleep you mentality Mm -hmm. but Sometimes that has to be gained here, especially on like a team like this too. Cause I mean, this is not a veteran, you know, this is not a, this team is going to the cup like this. And this kid is, if he's going to be a part of your future, it's going to be incredibly important. So at some point in time, 
I, I know Bill and Dean come from an era where I come from as well. And look, that hockey was fun and I enjoyed it. But at some point, if you're going to, if you're going to have, according to the athletic, the number one farm system in the, the entire league, which I think the wild was ranked last year, you're going to have to start to bring th- those guys up and not be like, well, until you're meaner. I mean, there's a fighting chance. Marco Rossi's never going to be mean enough for Bill Guerin or Dean. Mm-hmm. Does it mean he can't play in the league? I don't think so. I don't know. Let's find out. You know, I'm just tired of him going to Iowa. And then you see the stats, Jesse, and it's like, oh, he's doing really well. Well, it doesn't mean crap right now. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion. All right. My defensive pairings. Yes. And I have no problem with this opening night. Spurgeon on the right. Middleton on the left. It's a good, solid pairing. Um, the Jake Middleton trade in retrospect was really good. Like yeah. he has brought a ton. Um, he's not a star, but he is way more solid than I expected. Second pairing, I'm going Rodine on the left. Faber, the dumb Dumba replacement on the right. Thank God it's about time. I think that these two together could be brilliant. I think these two together will be seen as your top pairing by those who aren't insistent on saying, well, it's got to be Spurgeon. He's on the top pairing, right? I think Brodeen and Faber, they're effortless players. Mm-hmm. Like they do things. And and in the regular season, they are, you know, Brodeen in the regular season is genius. Um, playoffs, there have been some question marks. So that's my second. My third pairing, um, I'm going to make it Merrill Addison Goligoski in the press box. But I'm with you guys. I'm not sold on Kalen. I don't – this team doesn't seem to like him. Mm-hmm. He's a smaller guy. Um, to call a spade a spade, when you acquire what is largely – and Toronto paid him. I don't know what the heck Toronto was doing. When you acquire John Klingberg, who clearly has some deficiencies that go – you know, there are huge deficiencies, and you replace Addison, who actually was a fairly productive power play player, on a power play that absolutely stunk and Addison was like done. Um, that's a grudge. I don't know that he can get past. Mm-hmm. So I would, I'm still not going to be shocked actually, if he gets traded in training camp and then I'm with you guys, I think both of you, I'm, I'm going Gus plus and goal. Cause I think he's your top guy now. Yeah. Pending the year. I think it's Walstead probably. Yeah. Pending something going wrong with these negotiations and Billy trades them, uh, which we talked about last week. I, I think they end up getting this deal done. Um, but, it makes sense why Gus is your opening night guy. And I mean, I guess maybe they, maybe they gave it to flurry because of seniority, but I also don't think that's the case. I think flower kind of knows what this is at this point where he's the backup to Gus. That's rightfully so that's fine. He's fine to ride this out into the sunset. Maybe at the deadline, he goes back to Pittsburgh for a curtain call, but I think he kind of now knows that I'm about to hang it up here. Are we skirting past this? Did you say, who did you say was your backup though, Judd? Oh, Flurry right now. Oh, I thought you Sorry. said maybe Valstead. No, no, like, no. I said hmm. Wallstead in a year, I think, is your starter, oh. probably. Yes. Okay, I, that makes I think, sense. I think there's a very good chance that the 24-25 season opening night, Wallstead gets the start. But yeah, Flurry's my backup. But, you know, to be very clear, too, though, I think, and Flurry is, as I've said since the day they traded for him, hockey royalty. Like, he's a Hall of Famer. He's fantastic. Great quote. Seems to be a great guy. All of that being said, I think ideally now he is largely in the Jonathan Quick role that Quick fell into with the Golden Knights. Now, I'm not saying in in the regular season now, Quick is, I think, the backup with the Rangers. He's going to play. But, you know, 
This is not a timeshare. This is not a split. I think that Flurry is there largely for support, knowledge, and as sort of a secondary goaltending coach. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not looking for Dean to dust off the flower consistently now. I think he brings a lot, and I think that he's an important part of the team. Um, but there are de- there are definitely some things I'll personally be watching to see if Dean sort of go t- goes towards Dean's favorites or old school guys. Because I, I really hope that we're getting past that. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash Judd50 and use code Judd50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Judd50 at factormeals.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword Keyword partner. Well, I think for Gus, the biggest thing is, is how he enters training camp. Is he well conditioned? Is he stronger? I mean, that was, those were kind of the knocks that he had last year. Reason that he didn't get the looks immediately because he was gassed by starting a game. It just kind of took a lot out of him. So I think that's going to be huge. Now, having met Gus a number of times, seen him throughout the season, I think he will come into camp just fine and pick up where he left off in even better shape. But that would be the one reason I think that you'd see Flurry maybe instead of Gus is if they are not impressed with uh, his offseason workouts. All right, so th- those are um, those are our lines, defensive pairings, and starting goaltenders opening night for the Wild as we get closer to training camp. Jesse, you were at developmental camp doing your uh, a job for um, the league website in covering this team. Clean out your notebook as far as interesting things that you saw at that devel- developmental camp. I think it was three days at the Tria Rink. As much as you can find development camp. Interesting. No offense to any of the players. Declan no offense to anybody. It, so don't feel bad. It's just so hard. It's a lot of the same, and it's a lot of it's good. It's I love that they do so many team bonding things. I think they played volleyball the first night down in Minnetonka. They went to Top Golf Saturday night, and then they went and played Whirly Ball. Um, you know, a lot of the guys were hassling the Russians and and the other guys from from over in Europe who don't know golf and how bad they were. So there's always that ribbing. It's really cool to see uh, Brock Faber, Sammy Walker were at development camp, which I think speaks volumes about their leadership and who they are as people. Um, certainly didn't need to be there. As we've mentioned, they are rostered in in some capacity for the season, Brock Faber especially. But they came back, took the option to come back for development camp and kind of play those leadership roles did a great job there were six minnesotans at development camp three from edina <sighs> that's all we'll say about any of that we're take eaters um, <laughs> we're taking over the wild roster <laughs> they're everywhere um no but you know speaking of one of the minnesotans there charlie strammel <clears throat> had to talk to him right he was first round pick this year a lot of negativity surrounding him and you know rightfully so if you look at the struggle that he had 
in Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin, a bad team last year, especially in the Big Ten, but just in general, not a great year. Now, this year, they've got a new coaching staff. Mike Hastings is going to come in and do his thing. They've got players that have now moved up into the room. So I think Charlie Strammel will really find him. The first thing I noticed about him, dude is big. Like you knew he was, he wanted a big deep center. His shoulders were huge and he's lanky, but he moves really well for his size. He really reminds me of Riley Tufty, you guys. You know, Riley Tufty was another first round pick who really struggled at the college level and has still kind of struggled to find his footing. I think he's found a decent spot with Dallas this upcoming year. He was a two-way player last year. Um, but he's a lot like Tufty, just in the size, in the way he moves, and with the opportunity that's in front of him. Again, both first-round picks, both trying to adjust their game a little bit. Um, but Charlie Strammel, you know, when I asked him about the negativity, because I felt bad. He's a hometown kid getting right. drafted by his hometown team, right. and nobody seemed happy. Uh, you know, he said he took it with stride. He's like, there are plenty of things that I need to work on, uh, but just like any positivity, you know, yada, yada, kind of gave the lip service, but I believed him when he said it, too. I think, you know, he he understood why people were maybe questioning that. Um, so that was really exciting for him. The other big exciting point for me, Danila Yurov. I hope I'm pronouncing that right because I am terrible at pronunciation. It sounded good. It sounded, it sounded very good. convincing. Danila Yurov. That he, should be his name. <laughs> if we're it's gonna not. go with it. At <laughs> least on JHS and Bardom Beauties, we're gonna go with that. Right. Um <laughs> he is under contract with the KHL next year. So incredibly rare to see a player like that under contract come over to North America for development camp because God forbid he gets hurt here, can't play next season. And usually the KHL just, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, so that speaks well because he is a highly touted prospect. He is going to be phenomenal. He and Kirill Kaprizov have texted. Danila does not speak any English, but his agent was there to help kind of translate some through. Seems like a really good kid. Very exciting. The plan right now is for him to be here not this next season, but the season after, which is going to be great because Kaprizov is going to be happy about that. Not to mention Merit Kuznetsov is also probably going to make the jump to North America that year, oh, nice. as will Liam Ogren from Sweden. So you get those three big bodies, and I can hmm. see Yurov. He currently oh, plays winger. I could see him bumping over into center if they need him to. So he's not quite as big as Ogren or Kuznetsov, but he still has a little bit of size. Um, and he thinks of himself as a Landeskog, if you will. So those are some big things. Uh, again, very exciting. Uh, as exciting as development camp can be. Always nice to be back at the rink, though, and, and checking in with peeps. I know uh, tensions are high, but are we tracking towards Putin having a suite at the XL Energy Center at this point? Like, I mean, my I mean, God. Yeah, it might happen. It might. Wait, it makes Kirill happy. What we can Whatever do we gotta to do. make Kirill happy. I mean, especially if you do look at it, if they come over in two years, you're heading into that last year of that 14.7 million, right? And right. so, so maybe that's three can, then? Yes. Yeah. Kaprizov and the other, or, or four It'd be total. Kaprizov, Kuznetsov, and Yurov. Okay. And Kuznetsov, also a big, huge, uh, highly touted prospect, was not at development camp this year. Um, but another Russian that is going to do big things has done fantastic things on the international level. So cool. very exciting to see. Yeah. Great stuff, Jesse. You see? You see the value there of going to <laughs> developmental camp, Declan. Yeah, thank you for doing. My, yeah, thank you for doing that work, Jesse. Because I wouldn't have. No problem. That. No problem. <laughs> All right, great stuff. Uh, we, we'll be back, of course, next week for another episode of Judd's Hockey Show. Jesse, thanks much, Declan. Um, tell the people what they need to hear. Yeah, hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. This is Judd's Hockey Show, also a part of the Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd podcast feed. And if you have anything you want answered on a future episode of JHS by Judd, Jesse, or myself, hit us up in the YouTube comment section. Drop a note. Uh, on the Score North app in the feedback tab. We'll gladly get there and pass shoot score.